And we are live. Hooray. We're not live. Recording. Oh. Oh, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Close close enough. Yay. Basketball is back. Yay. Basketball. Hooray. I Yay. love basketball. It's my favorite sport. Fuck baseball. That shit's over. <laughs> For well, me, anyway. A little harsh, but okay. Um. So we're talking uh, basketball and... Uh, the season has started, uh, I thought it was tomorrow, I don't know why. It always starts like a day after my birthday, so I should be surprised. Um, the Lakers-Golden State game is on right now, and when we turned it on, it was a lot closer than it was now. I mean, I, I don't think anyone expected the Lakers to come out and beat Golden State or anything, but it's only a 12-point game, it's not over. By the end of the game, it could be 30. So, yeah, uh, but it was a two-point game when we turned it. True. Uh, Anthony Davis just missed a layup, so that's a great start. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to do uh, predictions here and not worry about this game affecting anything. It's not going to change anything for me. Uh, so we can do our play our top eight teams per conference. Uh, I think the league is still doing the playing tournament, but we're just going to pretend that, <sighs> uh, me. that it doesn't really take place and we're just going to pick our top eight. Uh, so would you like to start in the west or the east? Start with the West. Okay. Who do you have as your... Let's go up. So eight eight to one. So who's your eighth seed? Uh, I'm going to have to look up. I, I get the teams mixed up. Okay. Well, you do that. I will do mine. My number eight is the Dallas Mavericks. And, uh, and honestly, the West is crazy strong i mean honestly both conferences are crazy strong as this year there are uh nine competing teams and uh at least in each conference um my ninth would have been the lakers i had the lakers missing the playoffs uh there's just too much controversy not controversy there's just too much uh and unpredictability of the team davis is always hurt lebron is starting to deal with more consistent injuries the westbrook saga continues uh, Schroeder and Thomas Bryant are already hurt, so they've already, they're already off to a garbage start uh, before the season even starts. So I have no faith in that team able to pull it together. The only way that turns around is if they go through that Indiana trade and get healed and Miles Turner for Westbrook. That's the only way that team can turn things around and probably make playoffs. As the roster sits, I don't think they're making it. Uh, and with Dallas as the eighth seed, it's not so much I think they got worse. It's just that I think everyone else got way better. Um, so they they were in the conference finals last year after embarrassing the Suns in that game seven, which I still can't believe happened. Uh, they lost Jalen Brunson to the Knicks in the offseason, but they did get Christian Wood and the free agency. But honestly, the, the team still kind of feels like around the same level as they were before. And that's just not good enough in a conference this strong. So I got them at eight. Okay. Uh, with me looking at this, I would say... I would say the Pelicans are my eight. Okay. Uh, they, if I remember correctly, they won the plan yeah season i think so yeah i think they because they were like the underdog team that I, I remember beat somebody i think they got the eighth seed because the timberwolves got the seven and then had that pretty impressive series against memphis i'm pretty sure pelicans got eight okay well eight for me is the pelicans i think 
I don't think. I don't remember what moves they've made, but they've obviously not made anything too um, drastic. But what I do know is that Zion will be playing. Yes, I believe he lost weight, and that's ultimately their. I mean, because they had a they had a solid squad last year, and essentially we just add Zion to that team. It's a damn good squad. Because when Zion plays, he's a monster. Yeah, so I just think it's um, with the addition of Zion playing at his best, I honestly think um, the Pelicans are going to be a more favored eight team. Like, it's not going to be as close as one would think. If that makes sense? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, like, the, t- the difference between 8 and 9 is not going to be, like, playing down to the wire type nah, deal. Nah, it, it shouldn't, especially when the 9 is the Lakers. And I don't even know who the 10 team would be in the playing tournament. The, anybody can pick that spot up in the in the West, honestly. I think there's a big drop-off after that. Um, But moving on to the 7th spot, I'll, get, I'll talk to the Pelicans later because I have them further up. Uh, This one might surprise some. I have the Phoenix Suns at 7. I have them really pulling back this year. Okay. All right. Um, mainly because I mean they have all this shit going on with their owner, uh, and clearly the, the the vibe of the team is just crazy low. Like the morale is just not there with the, with the Suns team right now. Like their their media day was fucking depressing. <laughs> um, DeAndre Ayton, who they signed to that five year deal after they wouldn't pay him, and then once he signs the offer sheet with the Pacers, then they come around and match it. And it doesn't sound like he wants to be there. So I am I honestly would not be surprised if he gets traded before the end of the season. Like as soon as they're able to actually trade him, they might. Because teams are going to be interested in him. But um, yeah, I it just seems like there's so much going on there. Chris Paul is now one year older. And he's he was such an important part to what turned that team from from play uh, from like the uh but pre-bubble team that was just kind of hanging around into the team that was competing. And they're going to lose Jay Crowder as well because he's just all pissy about not being in the starting lineup. And they lost JaVale McGee. So they're losing more assets. And honestly, the, with the way the rest of the conference is looking, uh, no, I think I think they missed their window. It was a small window, but I think they blew it. And huh. here they sit at the seven spot. Interesting, interesting. I have a quick question before we get back to it. Is Katino Mobley an assistant coach on the Lakers? I have no idea. That is I'm a, not going to pretend I know assistant coaches. You don't know your team. assistant coaches? Nope. The heck, man. Sorry, I don't remember. I don't remember their names enough. Well, I'll just have to wait for Darvin Ham to have a seat and then look. I swear that's Katino Mobley, but anyway... Um, I just find it interesting because he's in um, Ice Cube's uh, Big Three League. Oh yeah, the three and three league. Yeah, which is actually have, really cool. I would love to go. I've watched. Watch. I've watched occasionally. I honestly, if I honestly did not even know it was still going on, I don't even know where to see it. Um, but it was always neat. It was always a fun watch. I would love to go to one. I was. Cl- I almost went to one in Vegas. They were oh, holding yeah? it at. Uh, is that where all the games are played? Are they on Vegas? No, they 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 move around. Um, I don't know if they pick like uh, a city per season type deal. But they had, um, uh, they had games at 
the, I think they split it up in parts, to be honest. So I think like they have one city where they play, and then I don't, I don't know. I don't, like every I, time I, it's I'd on, to, I'd have to look it up. Every time it was on TV, when I was able to watch it, I would watch it because like I would want like you always want that like basketball fix. Yeah, and like um, I just find it interesting because it's three on three, it's half court, so it's like. And Even, it has that four-point shot, too, right? It's that four-point shot. I think that's a little ridiculous. But um, one thing about it that I loved was, since it's half-court and everything, yeah, you have a bunch of people that are, like, retired and on the older side. Yeah. But it's a half-court, basically, pickup game. Yeah, so, so it's competitive huff- shit. And they're not huffing and puffing down the court and stuff. Right. Because, so I mean, you have people like Jason Maxiel or whatever, his, like, so top-heavy. He could yeah. Run, you know, back and forth up the court. So, I mean, he could, but I'm just... It opens up opportunity. Right. I just find it interesting as hell. So I just thought it was interesting. Uh, I could probably Google Katino Mobley and find out if it, I'm pretty confident it's him. But anyway, uh, my seven. Um, bum, bum, bum. My seven is going to be the Timberwolves. Okay. The reason why is because I love heavy front courts. Which they definitely have now. Uh, adding Gobert because I uh, I just love big front. I just I just do. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because I play a lot of front court in basketball and I just grew to love it. But um, I think it's going to be interesting because even though I think Cat could benefit from a different player, uh, like a guard. Like, I honestly think... They're pretty strong at the guards as it is, so... Well, who's their guard? Well, they got Anthony Edwards. That's all that really matters. Oh, yeah, okay. I totally forgot about Anthony Edwards, and that's amazing that I said that because he was in a f- fucking movie we watched. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I wanted, like, a different... I, I think they should have went a different way with that trade okay. or with a different trade, but they got Gobert, but I think it's going to be really interesting watching them three play, and I think they'll surprise some people. I think it could. I think it could work. I think it's going to come down. I mean, it is going to. better hope it does work with how much they gave. Oh, up. it's going to have to come down to if Cat's able to adjust because Rudy Gobert can't adjust. He, he's going to play his game and he's going to do what he does. But and he's going to affect people with COVID. Yeah, and and Cat's going to be the one who can spread the floor. So if anyone's going to have to work to make uh, to make it work, it's going to have to be Cat. Um, but yeah, I, I I have high hopes for the team. I have them in my playoffs coming up as well. Um, yeah, so that's my seven, just because I think they'll I think they'll be better than people thought. But I think I people do sleep n- on Gobert. I think he gets a lot. I think he got a lot of shit after the COVID thing, and then kind of the Jazz kind of fell apart and all this such. And for a guy that's like all defense, I don't don't think people appreciate a whole great defensive players as much anymore. But uh, yeah, I think he's a game he's a game changer for them. Something they really needed. Uh, so for six, that's where I have the Pelicans. So I got the Pelicans at six. I really like their roster. I really, I think the trade to get CJ McCollum was a, was a brilliant, uh, move because they, they needed that guard help and they needed it bad. And now they have a quality scoring backcourt with, uh, McCollum there. Uh, and they already have Ingram. They've got Valanciunas at center. And ultimately this, this just team is going to come down to whether Zion can stay healthy or not. I don't expect him to play the entire season, but I expect him to play a whole lot more than he did last season. And if he goes out there and puts puts up some big numbers, then yeah, I think they can easily get to the sixth seed. 
And I think they could honestly go even higher if uh, if Zion performs. It, it just comes down to that. That's literally all it is. And if he doesn't perform, what spot do you think they're at? Um, They'll probably drop down to eight. They'll stay in playoffs. Okay. I just have no faith in the Lakers or anyone else beneath anyone else in that conference to to steal one of those spots from them. Wait, are you telling me the Lakers are not in your top eight? No. They're on my nine. Oh, okay. Interesting. No, no faith. Uh, very, very interesting. What am I on six? Oh, uh, yeah, you're six. So my six would be, um, let's see what, I picked those two, three, four, five, six. On the spot decisions. Yeah, I was thinking of writing notes for this, but I didn't have the chance to today. I am going to take a shot in the dark, and I'm going to say the Suns are my six. Okay. Because, like you said, you have an aging Chris Paul. Yeah, he's had, like, a career low in scoring at, like, 14 points last season, and I imagine that's just going to get lower as he just gets older. And then you have a uh, DeAndre Ayton who was resigned. To a max deal. To a max deal. Doesn't want to be there, though. So he's get, he. Why would he sign a max deal if he doesn't want to be there? Well, he didn't. He signed with the Pacers, and he was restricted to free agent, so they they matched the offer. So the oh, that's that. right. Yeah. Okay. And so if that, knowing that, that actually helps me solidify that as my six because he doesn't want to be there. He's obviously going to play because you kind of want to. At that point, you're no longer playing to build up your value money money wise. You're now building up your value. On the market, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, because he has to prove that he's worth that money for somebody to trade for him, right? So he still, he still has incentive to perform. So I think that now makes them a little bit better and makes them six. Okay. And I mean, you have Devin Booker, you can't deny Booker, that. Yeah, Booker's a stud. So, and I think Chris Paul, even and is in a decline, is still, um, very, very good. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's an assist machine. So. Yeah, he's. A, I mean, he kind of makes big men as it goes. Right. Um, it's just, yeah, he's just getting kind of older there. And I got a lot of young talent uh, near the top. So, well, above them anyway. So that's that. All right, so Suns, you're six. Uh, now on to the five. The uh, fifth spot, that's where I have the Timberwolves. And we kind, of, and we kind of already discussed them. Because, I mean, they have, they've got... Uh, they have Anthony Edwards, who I think is one of the next, uh, the f- future superstar in this league. That guy is a fucking. I love watching Anthony Edwards play. He looked amazing in the playoffs last year. Um, having him, I mean, he uh, kind of is kind of like the player that they wanted Andrew Wiggins to be all those years ago before they gave up on him and then he went to the Warriors and started playing better. Uh, but you have him there. You've got one of the best, one of the best twin towers the league has had in quite some time with Cat and Gobert. Strong offense and defensively between them. Uh, they still have D'Angelo Russell sitting on as their sixth man, I guess, unless he's going to start next to Edwards. I honestly think they should trade him. I do not like him on that contract. I think it's trash. Um, but I even even if he just doesn't show up, I, I think this team has some really good foundations. And, um, yeah, I, I just believe in the team to show up. So uh, I got the Timberwolves at five. Uh, my five, I have, 
I have. I have the Clippers. Uh, the reason why I have them so low is because injuries have plagued. Yep. The last what three seasons? Uh, technically, Kawhi has been has ruined two consecutive seasons because he tore his ACL, got lost, uh, lost him for the playoffs two years ago, and they missed all of last season. So yeah, injuries basically killed that team. So I just don't know. I just don't know if it works out. Like. They're also the they Clippers. Get, they they just love to not win. It's their favorite thing in the world. Yeah, I just don't see, like that's me being generous. I feel I feel like, in actu- in actuality, with what I know, I should put them lower. Okay. But I'm doing that because if Kawhi and PG stay on the floor, they're one of the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this, like so. Um, well, since talking about them, they're my they're my four. I have them at four. Um, but yeah, cause they're going to be resting Kawhi. Paul George is no, it has had his fair share of injuries, but I mean, if this team stays healthy and on paper, I would pick them as arguably the title favorites. Like on, on paper, their team is insanely stacked. And, but the problem is they're just also never, we've never seen that team reach his potential. And I think if they don't face some injuries, they'll play it safe enough where they're going to miss enough games. Uh, where they will slip below some of the teams I have further. But, I mean, come play, I don't think seeding for them is really all that important. Their priority is to stay healthy. And if they even if they fall down to, like, a 6 or 7 seed, but they're healthy, I don't think they're going to care. Because no one is going to want to face that team healthy come playoff time. So they can go into the playoffs as the favorite, even if they don't get a top seed. Again, these are standing predictions. These are not power rankings. So... That's if I was doing power rankings, I could probably put Clippers at number one. I think that'd be totally reasonable, um, but that's not who they are. So I have them at four and would agree with pretty much all your points. Uh, so what is going to be my fourth? I sorry, I picked a. Um, I selected a team to look at something. My four. My four is going to be, oh, yeah, my four is going to be the Grizzlies. Okay. Uh, I feel like this is my, uh, my stretch of the, of the season. I don't know how you feel about that pick. Well, I haven't said them yet, so. Uh, so <laughs> well, you haven't said a lot of teams, one of them being your own. So, well, no, you tell me. They'd be nine. Um, what, they were the what? Number one offense last season? Yeah, they're in terms behind. Of, yeah, behind. I think so. Behind John Moran, they're if they're not near at the top, they were very close to the top. No, you. Know, I think the Timberwolves actually had the highest scoring offense last season. I thought it was the Grizzlies. I could be wrong. I could very well be wrong. I'm googling it. But they're definitely up there. Uh, I was all over the John Moran MVP hype train last season, and the funny what I was not expecting to ultimately kill that, uh, kill that ride was um, he got hurt. And then the Grizzlies were still really fucking good anyways. And I mean, no doubt Morant was like the player of the season last year. He was having an an amazing, it's so much fun to watch. But then the Grizzlies just proved that they're not just John Morant. They are a very well balanced and a very well coached team. Team Wolves. Team Wolves, okay. Uh, Yeah, so they were, they kicked ass. Uh, They ruined his MVP chances, but he might have a shot at MVP this season. He, He really, he really might. Um, yeah, 
Any other points on the Grizzlies? Because they're your what, four? They're my four. Uh, I just, and everybody who's listening to this particular show when we talk basketball or who knows me personally knows how much I love jaw. I love jaw. Um, I wanted jaw out of, excuse my loud ass neighbors. Um, I wanted jaw out of college. I wanted Detroit to do whatever they could to get him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they messed up not doing it, but actually I, I honestly got to if you told me you get John Morant for Cade, Jaden, um, uh, Jalen, and um, yeah, uh, for those three, <laughs> okay. I, I, for, I there was a fourth. I was thinking I was like Sidney Bay is a little stretch. I think I would keep him. I know that, that that's a bit much because Cade's got Cade's got good potential. Too. Yeah, and the thing is, is that like the the thievery that we got away with this draft yeah was amazing so i you know i'm not knocking them but like jaw is that kind of guy that Jaws, changes Jaws, your franchise right like where would where would the grizzlies be without jaw well they're so pretty good without jaw but at the same time he's kind of where like, would they like, be he's without like, jaw he's the cat he was a catalyst that brought that where, where they you are. give me a one through 15 western conference where are the grizzlies without jaw um, I actually, I don't, I don't really don't know in this Western conference. That's tricky. They're still, they're still, they were still a good team without them. They I think they missed the playoffs. I don't, I, Jaws think, that I, think, player. That, I think that's totally fair, but he's a hundred percent. The guy kind of guy who makes your franchise decide, okay, we're going to compete now. Kind of like what Donovan Mitchell did to the jazz in in the sense up until they blew shit up uh, and what Jokic has done to the nuggets and all this stuff. He's, he's that kind of player. And, um, yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, while we're talking about it, I have the Grizzlies at three. Okay. So they're my Ooh. three spot. Okay. And you already talked about them, so we can go with your three. Have you not picked the Mavericks yet? I have not. Okay. Are they here? What do you mean? At, at your three spot? Um. No. Damn. Okay. No. Lots, lots uh, of faith in Luca. Uh, yes. Uh, I have the Nuggets at three. Okay. I have the Nuggets at three because I don't believe that Jokic has enough around him. I think he looks, or he makes everybody around him look good. That he does. Um, but I don't, I think, you want to know what kills me? This is just a crazy thing. Every year this happens, I get... Donovan Mitchell's team mixed up and I keep thinking he's on the goddamn nuggets. I don't know why. Uh, because him and Jamal Murray loves, love the playoffs and they both show up and they, and the nuggets have Jamal Murray back. I don't know. I always, so, I always associate those players together. So for, I, I, I was kind of hoping this off season that Donovan Mitchell would go to, Denver just to solve your problem. Not only to solve my problem, but I thought it would be uh, more or less a good, a good, um, a good place for him to land. Now that he's in Cleveland, which which I I don't think anybody saw happening. I didn't see it coming at all. I thought he was going to go to New York. If anything, I now don't have that problem, but at the same time, I just don't think Jokic has enough around him, but, uh, but here's, Here's the thing is I'm going to 
backtrack back to that when I tell you my two. Okay. Is he doesn't have a lot around him, but he's he's that good. He's a back-to-back MVP. Right. So that's what I have to say about my number three. All right. Um. Uh, so I have. Well, I don't. I'll get to the Nuggets later. Uh, my number two is the Warriors, and which means yes, I have the Nuggets number one. Uh, so the Warriors are off their championship and, you know, no matter how much it looks like, I think this team is like finally going to fade off and put the dynasty is coming to an end. I, I just don't see it. Curry is still playing like an MVP. They have Jordan Poole, who is basically going to be the future of that team. He signed a big ass extension just a few days ago. Uh, they re-signed Andrew Wiggins to an extension on top of that. Uh, the one question I guess is really... Clay Thompson and how he progress, uh, how his career continues with two major injuries in his past. And honestly, and, but I mean, at the same time, they, it was enough to win last year and I don't see any reason why, uh, it wouldn't be enough to win this year. Cause again, pool's only going to get better. Uh, Wiseman's is now healthy and he's playing. And I guess the only thing that, that might threaten this team at all is Draymond and pool getting into the scuffle. And that whole and that whole thing happening, but I just don't see that team falling apart from the inside out. I just don't see it. I feel like players punch each other in practice a whole lot more than people think. Oh yeah, and I think uh, that footage footage the footage was really bad. The, the I haven't footage, seen it. I gotta look it up. It was pretty bad. He he rocked it. He he rocked him pretty good. Uh, but at the same, honestly, I can't be the only person who thinks that's not that's not a super uncommon not a super uncommon thing. I feel like uh, basketball players is getting into each other. It's, it's a heated thing, and uh, shit happens. It was pretty bad. He shouldn't have done it, but um, I don't think that is going to be bad enough to rip that team apart. So I think they're just going to move past it and, and go on and coast, and the only thing that keeps them from being number one is my hype in, in the Nuggets. Okay, well, you gave a lot up in that. Uh, my number two is the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Because Luka, I feel like is a phenomenal player and they made subtle moves that I liked with like getting Christian Wood as long as he stays healthy obviously. I think we both like Christian Wood. I think you uh, cuz remember you you uh the Pistons had him when he first started breaking out. Yep. Dri- um, drives us both nuts that they let him walk. Oh yeah. Um and then he went to Houston who immediately fell apart. That James Harden destroyed that team from the inside out, and Christian Wood never even got a chance to really play with him. Um, now he's got a shot. He's got a shot here, and he's going to be the, kind of the key player that um, that Luca really needs. He really needs to fill that role that Porzingis wasn't was supposed to be playing. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have the same potential as Porzingis does, but I mean, he he's still a phenomenal player. His defense could use a little boost. Porzingis is where again? Washington. Washington. Oh, how mighty have what a, fallen. I know. What a disappointment. Poor Bradley Beal. Um, <laughs> the only thing I have, the only issue I have with the Mavericks is that they really, Luka really needs that number two. Because this is, right now the league is filled with, with really strong duos still. Um, it is a it is a duo era, which I love. I love the duo, the duos. But uh, he he really needs that number two. The, the the issue I see is that it just reminds me so much of the Blazers with Damian Lillard and how they never made that big move to give him that true number two. I mean, he's 
Aside, outside of CJ McCollum, the best player he ever played with was Aldridge, who hasn't been on that team for like seven years. He's never had a true number two on his team since then. And so when it comes down to it, they were always in the playoffs. They always looked like they were a great team. But at the end of the day, they could never beat the teams like the Golden State Warriors. They could never get over that hump. And I feel like the Mavericks are kind of slipping into that same spot right now. And they still need to make uh, one big move. It kind of blows my mind that they got to the conference finals last season and destroyed the Suns' hopes. So at the very least, they show that they can perform and he, they can perform in playoffs, which is very important. Uh, I'm just not that big of a uh, believer in the roster so far. Again, I have them down at eight. But at the same time, this is the West where eight is still really is a still really damn good team. And they could easily slide up and down pending injuries. But yeah, means your number one is Warriors. My number one is the Warriors, yeah. I think they'll have some hiccups in the playoffs because um, I think uh, post-championship seasons, there's kind of that the, hangover. If, if they repeated this year, that might be the most impressive repeat I can think of in a long-ass time for how strong the league is um, this year as opposed to many other years. What's the, what's the last uh, back-to-back we've had? Miami Warriors, I thought. Oh, that's right. That, that I, I barely count that team. Fuck that team. But Jerome, <laughs> fuck that. Before that, it was it was playing Miami. Um, yeah, so Warriors, your number one, my number two. So uh, I want to talk Nuggets for a moment. I'm a big believer in Jokic, back-to-back MVP. He's an absolute game changer, and he's not one of those guys that gets a lot of empty stats either. He straight up gets wins, and he puts this team on his back. And he's the very definition of MVP because this team literally surrounds himself or is built around Jokic. And I think the difference between this year and past years is, fingers crossed, they can stay healthy because they missed Jamal Murray all last year and kind of like how Kawhi got hurt in the playoffs in 2020. Um, and Jamal Murray is a playoff performer and he's a stud guard that Jokic sorely needs. So they're going to get him back. And now they're finally get to have, I think Michael Porter Jr. is healthy. And the only thing that I think threatens this team is his back, continuous back issues. If they continue to arise, then it could hurt this team. But I mean, last season, Jokic carried this team to like the sixth seed without Jamal Murray, with half of Michael Porter Jr. And his second best player was basically Aaron Gordon. And now with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. healthy, that puts Aaron Gordon as the fourth best player on the team, which is actually pretty ridiculous. Um, and then they also picked up Contavious Caldwell-Pope in the offseason as well. So they've got a number two guard there as well. I just think Jokic is sick of winning games and not being able to make that next level because the roster is just too invested in injured players. If the team's healthy, sky's the limit. I think this team could be insane. And uh, I, I think this is going to be the year for the Nuggets. So they'll come through. My only concern is I don't, I'm not big on their depth. I feel like they're a little shallow in the, on the bench. But the rest, I think the rest of the team, there's just so much talent there surrounding Jokic. I think, I think they can get it done. I do think that like the f- top four t- teams are interchangeable depending on how they play, though. I think that is perfectly fair. Yeah, entirely fair. Yeah, I think there is a jump um, 
for some of these teams. I think in terms of highest potential, it's the Warriors. Well, it's my top four. The Nuggets, Warriors, Grizzlies, and Clippers. I think they're a, a step above most of the rest. Um, but that's not to say they could, they they uh, they can't lose to some of these other teams. There's so much talent in the Western Conference this year. I'm excited to watch it. And do to, we want to do what? To the East? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me look. Uh, okay. All right. So the Eastern Conference, same thing. We'll go eight to one. Uh, I will start with my number eight. That'll be the Toronto Raptors. And for those wondering, my ninth seed is the Chicago Bulls. I had the Bulls missing playoffs. Uh, I think they overachieved a bit last year. They're dealing with injuries already. Lonzo can't even like can't even walk or something right now. He's he's completely injured. And then um, they also couldn't beat good teams. Like they were the easiest team to pick against come playoff time because they were just not capable of winning big games. And I think that's going to come back and bite them this year, and they're going to fall off. Uh, not to say that means they're a bad team. It's just the East is also really fucking good. And I just like the Raptors. I think they have a really quality squad. They got a young squad. They've got Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. in their backcourt, who both of them whom I love. Uh, up front between Siakam, um, OG Ananubi, and then uh, Scotty Barnes, the rookie of the year, I think is going to make ha- a fantastic sophomore year. I really like the Raptors squad. I think they're going to make... Um, I think they're probably secured at the 8th seed. I don't see them really moving that far uh, higher. But uh, they've got a great future going for them. Uh, my 8 is also the Raptors. <coughs> just based off of the... Uh, looking through these teams, that is where I believe that they be. I don't know how else to put that. I don't know how, if I'm articulating it very well. Yeah, that's but let's just say uh, they just look like an eight team, like a team that made it and yeah. they're thankful for the position they're in. Yeah, they don't got. A, they don't have a superstar player. They've got a lot of great, a lot of great players. They don't have that that superstar that's kind of gonna carry them into the. The higher seeds of the conference, though. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, who's your, who's your seven? My seven is Cleveland <coughs> Cavaliers. Okay. That one we will differ on. Uh, <laughs> my seven, I actually have the Brooklyn Nets. Very similar. Jesus Christ. Very similar reason. Uh, the Clippers. I don't trust that team to be on the court. Between Durant getting older, he's he's been dealing with a lot of it. He's been dealing with his injuries. They're going to play it safe with him, kind of like how the Clippers play safe with Kawhi Leonard. Ben Simmons finds ways to not play on the court, whether it's a back thing or a mental health thing. Um, I can see him just suddenly not wanting, not playing for an extended period of time. And then Kyrie Irving will also, will also find ways to not play. I do not. I just don't. I just don't trust this team. To uh to stay on the court, not even to stay healthy, just stay on the court. I can just find some, I can just see some stupid shit happening where the uh, something happens, and they're shorthanded for a while. And in a conference this strong, you cannot afford to have these players missing significant point uh points of time. All these teams need their t- uh their rosters to stay healthy, and um, but if the Nets show up and play, yeah, shoot them straight up close to the top. I just I just don't have the faith that they will. I have I just have the Cavaliers at seven because I think you can't deny that Donovan makes that team better. 
No, I, I love Dom. pieces around him are pretty great. So, okay. And they were such a surprise last season. Yeah. yeah, they had. I mean, they started off really, really strong. Um, they kind of fell off a little bit towards the end, but I mean, they were still there and competing. So they were still a really strong team last season. And now you had Donovan Mitchell, who literally turned the Utah Jazz franchise around for a few years. Because I mean, the key player that they traded him away for was Colin Sexton, who they who was injured all last year. They played without him, so they're kind of kind of like how the Timberwolves are just slotting in Rudy Gobert. You're just taking that Cavs team and just slotting in a Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, so that's that's my seven. All right, and your six. My six is gonna be the Hawks. I have the Hawks at six also. Uh, just because I think they're <coughs> gradually getting better and better. I just don't think. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, my top five is very like competitive. Like, duh. Yeah. So like six to me is that spot of like I don't think they crack it. But I, I think they're a good team to make the playoffs. Obviously, I agree. I think they have to earn their spot. The major major transaction they made in the offseason was getting Dejounte Murray from the Spurs. I don't know how much exposure a lot of people get of Dejounte Murray because no one wa- really watches the Spurs, but. <clears throat> the most important thing that he does is it gives them a valuable wing defender because Trey can't guard shit. He's he's just too small. He can't do it. Um, but having DeJounte Murray out there is a huge deal for the, him. It takes a lot of pressure off of Trey on the defensive side of the ball. And he's also a fantastic secondary ball handler for the team. So I think he's just going to make Trey's life a whole lot easier. Uh, and talent-wise, talent they're pretty good. Again, I... I think their depth might be uh, lacking just a tiny bit. Um, but the potential of that team is there. Uh, they really underperformed to me last season, so I'm going to go ahead and wait and see. I'm just more confident in the teams above them. Uh, and we'll, since we both have the Hawks at six, I'm going to move on to the five. At five, I have the Miami Heat. Um, that is also where I have them. Oh, okay. We're actually we're a lot more similar here than we were yeah. in the West. Uh the Miami's got a solid squad. Again, uh, they were the number one seed last year. They were, I think, uh, like a shot away from going to the finals uh, over the Celtics. But um, again, kind of like with the Suns and Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry is getting older. His uh, his numbers gonna are, are get, starting to drop, and it's only gonna continue. His he still plays a whole lot of minutes. I gotta see his minutes dropping down, and this team really really needs Adebayo to step up and be the next, like the best, arguably the best big man in the league because Jimmy Butler needs that kind of a player next to him for this team to excel. Uh, They paid Tyler Hero a big chunk of cash in the offseason. I think that was an overpay. Not that he's not a great player, he is, but um, for a guy whose defense I'm, not honestly too familiar with. I've never heard people talk great things about his defense though. For a six man, I mean, for a six man, 30 plus million a year, whatever he's making, it's a lot of money to commit to him. And they already committed all the money with Duncan Robinson and they barely even wanted to play him last year. Um, so I think this team has some holes, but overall they're still a well balanced and uh quality roster. So I think they'll hang around. I think the five seed is fair. I think, Everything you said is exactly where I am. Yeah. With why I picked them. So good on us. All right. On to the four. Uh, the four. 
I have the shit. I had it right here. I mean, while this is happening, the Golden State has uh, run out to a 16-point lead. I have seen the worst passes of my life in this game from the Lakers. You think this is a the this is a preseason game by the with the way they're playing? That was to be expected. <clears throat> Not to distract. Uh, sorry, four seed. Four seed. We're on four. Yeah. Um. I I think I know where my four is. The Sixers. I have the Sixers uh, at four. <laughs> because uh, I don't. They're the, uh, which Harden's playing this season? I don't know. I don't so, know. I don't know what. I cannot trust Harden to put this team any higher. Because, uh, you know, one thing I always find funny about his getting out of Houston thing is he put on a lot of weight, right? Yeah, there it, it looked like he always. There's that whole thing with them putting on weight. He put on a whole lot of weight. He didn't want to be there. He looked miserable. <laughs> Which is the dumbest thing you could do if you want to trade because you're gonna you're gonna get traded to a team and you're gonna be much happier there. But guess what? Now you gotta work that weight off, dude. Yeah, you got you, you can't. Put, you're you not gotta, the same you gotta, player. You can't throw it all into the off season. Be like, okay, I'm gonna lose all my weight during the season. Oh wait, it's gonna take too long. Yeah, it's so it's gonna like take three months. This whole thing about like, oh god, you know, he came to training camp or whatever in the best shape of his career or whatever. It's like. That's great, but like, which one's showing up? Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah, because he was not good in the playoffs last year. I it, it was he doesn't was show up in the playoff, that. and we're never going to see that Houston Harden again. And Embiid, in my opinion, though though good, he can't do everything himself. No, and I also don't expect expect him to play uh, play the entire year because he's always got injury shit uh, hovering over him. <laughs> I think the team could could finish higher. I just uh, between Embiid, who will in- inevitably deal with some sort of injury during the season, Harden kind of being up in the air with what kind of level he's going to play, and then on and then Tobias Harris, who continues to not be that guy they paid him to be. Although he should be the one who benefits the most from this because there's so much attention off of him. Um, the most exciting part of this team is Tyrese Maxey. And he is an up and coming player, kind of like on Jordan Poole's level. And I think, I mean, I would not be surprised if by the end of the season, Maxi was the number one backcourt choice over Harden, just because he's playing so well and it's progressing at such a fast rate. Um, <clears throat> but this, yeah, this team needs some vintage Harden to show up, um, put up some average, like a 25 and 10 kind of player. He can't be this 20 point scorer. Uh, he's just like, getting paid too much money. Although I think he did he opt out and take a new deal. I forgot what it was. I remember seeing like he took a, like a pay cut, but it was like twenty five million dollars a year, which to me doesn't sound like a pay cut. It just sounds like what he's actually worth now. Um, I hate pay cuts in, in in the NBA in general, but uh, yeah, there's question marks here, but the potential of this team is still through the roof. So I think four is fair. Uh, for three, I have the Nets. Okay, yeah, that's uh, going to be one of our biggest jumps. Ky- Kyrie, I I got to know that he's going to play the whole season and not be that guy we're accustomed to who picks and chooses what games he wants to play just based on his mood. I think if he continues that attitude, uh, they fall farther down to me. If yep. you if he pulls like the uh, the stuff he was pulling last season, the season before, I think it falls more in line with your 
Yeah. What was he? Se- oh, you said seven. I have, them, I have them at seven. Then yeah. I would say that they're at seven. But I think if he shows up and plays at the high caliber that we know he can play, I think they're a three. And the yeah, only reason okay, why they're, I s- they're on paper, I mean, they still got Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Josh Harris. They've got so many outside dominant players. Uh, Amit, it's like one of the better built rosters. It's just show up and play. Yeah. So that that's my that's my whole thing is do they gel? Yeah. Because you had Harden on that team. You had a team that should have destroyed everybody, yep. and, and nothing happened. No, Kyrie got hurt. Harden got hurt, and it was just KD. And he still and they still almost won. That's how yeah. good that team was. <coughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Uh, so my number three is the Milwaukee Bucks, and I would have had them higher. If it wasn't for the news that Chris Middleton is going to miss several weeks to start the year with some wrist thing, which I apparently came out of nowhere. I had no idea that he was hurt with his wrist. Um, and, and again, in a conference this strong, I think injuries like that are what will cost you the top seed because uh, <clears throat> they need Middleton there to, to be the number one seed. I think three is totally fine. Giannis can still carry this team. Uh, pretty damn far because he's just that fucking good. Will always compete for an MVP when he plays like this. And uh, but if come come to the uh, playoff time, I will probably have the Bucks as my championship favorite if they're healthy. Uh, kind of like last year, I would have picked them to win. It's just Middleton was hurt and they couldn't, and uh, he wasn't there to put them over the edge. Uh, but yeah, I think the Bucks are an easy three, and I honestly don't see them going much lower unless Giannis gets hurt. Uh, funny you say that. I have them as my two. That's about right. Uh, a little bit of what you had to say with Middleton missing some time. I don't think that'll affect him in the playoffs as long as he kind of, you know, becomes healthy or stays healthy or what, what have you. Um, I just think you can't deny Giannis, um, and how great of a player he is. Yeah. And I just think that they... Have a bounce back season. Okay. So, um, my number two, again, where we're gonna differ the most is I have Cleveland Cavaliers at number two. What the? I have hell? them. Really, I have them really. Do I love their roster? Their roster. <clears throat> their roster is sick. So again, they were like the sixth seed last season, and then you just slide in a franchise changing player like Donovan Mitchell. Then not only are is their team awesome, but they're also extremely young. And they're going to be very, they're going to be hungry. And they're, uh, if, again, if, if, like anybody else, as long as they stay, stay healthy, I feel like they're going to be kind of like the, the Grizzlies of last season. They're going to surprise a lot of people. And they're going to go out there. They're going to play hard. They're going to play with a lot of heart. And they're going to show up and they're going to do great. Because, um, I mean, their backcourt has, Garland was, a, was an all-star last year. And you're just going to slide in Donovan Mitchell right there. Their front court has Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Oh, Mobley had an awesome rookie year. He didn't win rookie of the year, but that's not to say he doesn't have potential, the highest potential of any of those um, those rookie of the year contenders last season. Uh, Jared Allen proved he's an absolute set of a player. And then they've got like Kevin Love just stashed there on the bench, and I feel like I'm forgetting one more player. But they're just they're young they've got so much talent on the front court and the back court i really believe in this in this Cavs team i really hope they show up and uh prove me right here that is that is a big massive <laughs> jump 
It is a big jump. Um, and my number one's the Celtics. I have the Celtics one too. Uh, not that I like the Celtics, but I do have to say I do believe of all the teams that I've said in playoff spots, <laughs> they have the biggest chances of choking. Because it seems, I feel like every time they're in a playoff situation, they drop the, drop the ball. Except for the one year they were at the final. Yeah. Um, so Wait, they were in the mean, finals last? last? Last season, yeah. Last season. Okay, so I just, I don't know, man. What was that team, though? That team was... Well, Tatum had, like, the record for the most turnovers in a playoff, in a playoff run ever. Uh, I mean, they're, so they're... they're the heart of this team is in their defense. Marcus Smart led the way with the defensive player of the year snag. But um, they picked up Malcolm Brogdon in, in the offseason to be their sixth man. But, you know, I, I honestly do not care uh, because the, six, the the Celtics pick up these guards every single season and either ruin their careers or they just make them neg- uh, negligible players because they, they had Kyrie come in and it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay here. And then just that that just fell apart internally. Uh, they went out, they got Kemba Walker and ruined his career. That guy is, I don't even think he's on a team right now. Uh, they got Evan, they got Evan Fournier who, uh, what you did all right there. He did all right, but then he went inside with the Knicks. So, you know, career ruined. Um, <laughs> after that, I believe it was, Den- I'm thinking I'm missing him, but Dennis Schroeder went there and then he didn't even finish up the team there before they, they traded him and dropped him. Uh, Ultimately, they can sign all the guards they want. the The team is gonna be headlined by Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and no one's gonna come in there and take any of any of their usage. They're one of the best wing duos in the league. They're fan. I mean, I love Jason Tatum. Uh, he reminds me of Kobe a bit, and but um, I I'm a Lakers fan at heart, so I really don't want to see the Celtics do well. But I can't deny that this team just has that core that's been that's grown up together. And they just get better every year. And they have probably the least number of red flags of all these other teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they've proven that they can show up and play. So I've just, yeah, out, out of respect of the, of the finals run, uh, Celtics are number one. But I would love to see them not be there. Okay, so do we want to do our <clears throat> awards really quick? Sure. Or? I only have I, I only have a handful of them. Um Let's just start. Let's just go through. Uh, MVP. Jokic. I win Jokic too. First three. I think the will be the first back to back to back since Larry Bird. I think. Very very bold call to make. I think. But I also have Denver at number one in the Western Conference. I don't see how I can have them there and then Jokic not get MVP. I don't think that. I don't think that would make any sense. Um. My, I guess bold statement of the year, Nuggets go out, they win 60-plus games, and Jokic wins his third MVP in a row. I'm just a believer in, in the Nuggets, man. Yeah, I just think I, there's nobody I like more than Jokic for MVP. So, If I had to pick anyone else, I mean, Jan, if, the, if the Bucks come out and take the top C with, with like Middleton missing a couple months, I think Giannis can have a pl- plenty good case for the MVP. Um, I don't... Embiid's kind of there, but I'm always iffy to pick him just because I'm not sure he's going to play enough games. And he's also got a pretty decent um, roster around him as well. I think it's more reliable. 
uh, health-wise and what the Jokic has got going on over there. Um, I guess Curry could. Curry might have a shot at it. I think Curry's always in that conversation. He's always. When he plays the way he is, yeah, he's always there. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm favoring Jokic. Um, do you have a rookie of the year? Because I don't. I don't watch enough college. I can't remember who was drafted besides Chet and Jade Nivey and um, Jalen uh, Duran. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I, I can't even pronounce a guy who went first name. I honestly want to say Monchero or something. I just I don't I just don't know college players. So I, I want to say I call me crazy, but I feel like a Ivy could get it, just based on the fact that like Detroit's got a young team, and Cade. With having Cade there, it like stretches the floor and everything. You know what I mean? You, there, I mean, it's it wouldn't be surprising because when you're on a on a team there, there's a lot of opportunity to show off what you got, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I just uh, I just can't feel strongly about anybody. Kind of like defensive player of the year. I don't have one there either. <clears throat> For me, it just feels like it's oh, it's Gobert or it's Adebayo, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably going to be in there. I think like the next big name coming up is probably Herb uh, Herb Jones on the Pelicans. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to pretend I know these players. I watch enough basketball or know these players well enough to pick a defensive player of the year. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, I want, I want to do six, man. Uh, of course you want to do six. I want to do six. I feel like that's your favorite. No, my most, my, my favorite award is most improved player. A hundred percent. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, six man. I, I thought it was pretty easy. I thought it was just Jordan Poole. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you you say that because he's my MVP. Excuse most me? valued punch. Most valued punched. <clears throat> Damn. The, well, wouldn't shouldn't Draymond get that award? Uh, the award then? Oh no. No, no, the punch itself is yeah. is the award, not the most player. valued punch. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. But uh, most improved player. So <clears throat> there are two players. I think most people are gonna go up saying, and I agree with one of them more than the other. But I'm gonna go with somebody different anyway. I think most people are going to be all over Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony Edwards, kind of like how Jod had, took that big step up to superstar level last season. I think Edwards could do that this year. And then I think Tyrese Halliburton has got one of those guys who everybody fully expects to become the next big player. Everybody shit on the Kings when they traded him away for Sabonis. And I, I was fully on that train. I thought that was a huge mistake. Um, now that he's going to have a whole season and just his third year in, I think Tyrese is going to be a stud, but I want to, I feel like that's too easy of a play. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen green of the Houston Rockets. Cause I don't know if you've watched his, his highlights, but watching Jalen green play, he is so much fun to watch. He is very much kind of like jaw and he is very athletic. He I've, there are so many alley-oops to Jalen, uh, Jalen green in his highlights. It's insane. And then he's also got some crazy range on his threes. I think he's going to be all kinds of fun to watch next year. And, uh, I think he's got, he's got a great shot at having that second year breakout season. So I'm going to go Jalen green for my most improved player. I don't have most improved player. How dare you? How about, a, how about everyone's favorite coach of the year? Can you name en- enough coaches to pick one? Or can you just say a coach of this team? because <clears throat> i had a, I, I, had a I feel like that award always goes to a team that had low expectations that did bad that that did great yeah like so i thought like, it would have gone to memphis last season but it went to the monty williams on the suns i believe uh how, did this, how does he the, who's coaching the 
Cavs? Uh, JB Bigger uh, Seth, my pick. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. I can't put the Cavs number two and not give them give that guy coach of the year. I just, I just think you can't deny that like that team is the most improved almost. Yeah, in a way. I mean, especially when it's like a really young team. So like for them to uh, be better, the players all have to improve. Right. So coach gets a lot of credit there. Right. And the thing <coughs> is, is that the ju- I always think that team that makes a big jump from last season. Yep. That helps also. I mean, as long as the coaching staff didn't change, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I would say this, the second person I would say would be Dwayne Casey. Okay. Because it's not me being biased. It's just me being a realist with the team's young. And I think they have a chance to overachieve. I mean, if they come in here and swipe one of these playoff spots, kind of like how, uh, I think the Cavs did last year. They're the Cavs of last season. Yeah, I think that's like a I think of them really more of great like shot of the Pelicans last season, like that scrappy team that like you almost didn't understand why they were there. You know who else kind of uh, like Tyron Lue when the team is like no Paul George, uh, Paul George is hurt, Kawhi's out for the year, and you just ex- expect that team to be shit. But then they're so out there performing and uh, showing up. It's just like okay, credit to the coach for making making do with what he's got. All of a sudden, this is a 25-point game on the <coughs> Lakers and Warriors. No, this game sucks. Bro, who challenged challenged a play in the fucking... Oh, it was my guy. Okay. All right. Um, we, we fine with that? I'm or? good. I've got nothing else. All right. Well, stay tuned for more sports episodes and movie reviews or shows since we're on such a show kick. <laughs>